Whoops. Cut it off too soon. Good evening, everyone. This is Preacher Josh here with Joshua Ministries Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to get into the book of Micah, uh, the the prophet, the one of the minor prophets, and his name is Micah, which means who is like Yahweh. And we're going to get into that and we'll read up. Uh, we're going to read, start with chapter 1 and kind of what Micah is about and who he is addressing. I um, want to thank you for listening. Um, Joshua Ministries podcast is in 18 countries so far, including the U.S., New Zealand, Guyana, U.K., Germany, Puerto Rico, Canada, Ireland, Australia, Philippines, Russia, Croatia, Venezuela, India, Sierra Leone, South Africa, Brazil, and even Sweden. So thank you for listening uh, to Joshua Ministries. I hope that I have been an assistance to you. And you can find me on Podbean, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. And you can pull me up on Joshua familyministries.wordpress.com and you can contact me through joshuaministries741 at gmail.com so thanks for listening I hope to uh, give you the word of God and help us to relate it to current times Uh, before we get started let's uh, most importantly let's uh, pray Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done for us and what you've given us. Um, in Across the globe, you are the creator. You created the world. That means every country. You created every person. You created everybody in your image. No matter what the language, no matter what the culture, you created everyone on this planet. We pray that we would submit to you. As Second Chronicles 7.14 says, that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive them of their sins, and I will heal their land. Help us to register that. Help us to get on our knees in humility and repent of the sins that our countries have done repent of the things we have done as individuals and help us to follow you and trust you and rely on you and your way Uh, give me the clear thoughts and clear speech to present your word according to your will help me to honor and glorify you and what i say and what i do help me to lead others to to a closer relationship with you and we give you the glory and the praise in jesus name amen all right, so we're going to be in the book of Micah, one of the uh, minor prophets there. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Micah. Here, uh, Micah is called from his rustic home to be a prophet, leaves his familiar surroundings to deliver a stern message of judgment to the princes and people of Jerusalem. Burdened by the abusive treatment of the poor by the rich and the influential the prophet turns his verbal rebukes upon any 
who would use their social or political power for personal gain. One-third of Micah's book exposes the sins of the countrymen. Another third pictures the punishment uh, punishment God is about to send. And the final third holds out the hope of restoration once that discipline has ended. Through it all, God's righteous demands upon his people are clear. To do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. That's Micah 6, 8. So that's a summary of Micah. A minor prophet sent to God's people and to call them out for using political influence for their personal gain and taking advantage of the people. That's what Micah is about. And we're going to see that in uh, chapter 1. And that's exactly what we're dealing with right now in current times. That's what we're dealing with today. I want to read uh, just a few headlines that we have lately. The one is the UN officials, they officially call for silencing all critics. Anyone that, uh, that speaks out like me against what the UN has said, uh, what the CDC says, what the WHO says, what the WEF says, uh, anyone that says anything contrary to them, they want, they've called, called on them to be silenced or censored. Now, I have experienced that uh, many times, actually. I've had a, my YouTube channel uh, had a Joshua Ministries YouTube channel. It was deleted. Um, I've had a lot of videos deleted. Uh, had Facebook um, posts deleted, and on down the line, them trying. They're censoring, and that's why it's important for uh, all of us that want the to know the truth and speak the truth. It's important for us to get the truth out, no matter what. And the truth shall set you free. And remember what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. See, this uh, this war that we're in, it boils down to a battle between good and evil, a battle between God and Satan. Um, through my, throughout my life, I've understood that Satan uh, despises humans and he despises these creatures that God made in his image and the devil has will do anything he can to destroy these creatures because God is pleased with them he said remember back in the in creation he said after he created he said and it was good and it was very good but Satan had to corrupt it and uh, mankind fell for his lies and his tricks and his schemes. And since then, we've been plagued by sin and destruction and by the curses that God placed on his creation. Well, the spiritual warfare, in spiritual warfare, we wrestle against not flesh and blood, but against uh, rulers of darkness, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. As, if, as Paul lays out in Ephesians chapter 6. 
So what we're seeing now is pawns of the devil carrying out his plans, his schemes and his tricks and his lies. And even Christians are being deceived, like those that have taken the vaccine. They've, uh, they've been scammed. And no matter what I can say, no matter what we've said up to this point, there's people still taking the vaccines, still thinking they're okay, they're still being plagued um, by the indoctrination, and it's like a uh, a mass psychosis. Uh, it's like a trance that they're in now. It doesn't matter how much truth you give them now, they're not going to listen to you and not believe you. Uh, it's kind of like God has given them over to a reprobate mind. They've claimed to be Christians, and they've claimed to be Christ followers, but everything they do is contradictory if you listen to my uh one of my previous podcasts i explain um the dangers that your children are in if they take the vaccine uh they're at they're, the proof up to this point seven months into this now since they've released the vaccine for children five to twelve year olds um, there's over a 700% increase of damages and deaths to children. Uh, if you would, go back and listen to that podcast. And so that was that was phase one of this, the, um, for the Industrial Revolution or the Fourth Industrial Re- Revolution. Um you know, I've had to do a lot of digging and a lot of studying of these um, these plans and schemes. I've always understood the relationship between the devil and between God, but I I was unaware the degree of his plans and schemes with uh, men in modern times. So I've had to do a lot of studying, and especially when two years ago, when and I've been fighting the devil for years, and it's with a spiritual warfare where, you know, God calls us to be soldiers, and He calls us as in First Timothy one or Second Timothy one seven, He hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And Ephesians six shows t- shows us the armor, shows us how to put the armor on and how to use it: the sword of the Lord, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, have your loins girt about with truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So I've learned how to use that. But when the when the pandemic hit, using what I learned in God's word and what and in my in my experience of dealing with the devil, I had to do some deep digging and some research uh, as to. What was going on now in this time? What is the devil doing exactly? I know he deceives. I know he's a liar. Um, He's the father of lies. But what is he doing now to deceive people? Too many people in churches, uh, they, they say, yeah, the devil's bad. Satan's bad. Satan's a liar. And then when you get to try to get you get into details or get into a relationship with them, it's 
as if they don't even really believe what they're saying. They don't live like they're fighting the devil. They don't live like he's a liar. They don't live like he deceives people or is trying to trick them or trying to trick their kids. They act like he's a fairy tale. So I had to do some digging and a lot of research. So I did. So I knew um, something was wrong. Something was up with this pandemic, and something wasn't right. So there was a a steep learning curve for me. But I I knew something was something was wrong. Something wasn't right at the very beginning. You know, it was two weeks to uh, slow the spread. And two weeks, and then the two weeks turned into, what, two months, and the two months turned into two years, and they're still trying to lock us down. They're still trying to scare people. Um, so I had to figure out who's telling the truth and who's lying. And as I would deliver the truth to people, to at the time I was pastoring a church, and I would deliver the truth to the congregation and being biblically based while doing so. Who is our enemy? Who is who, who seems to be behind what's going on and what does it seem that they're doing? Seems like the, the vaccines are part of a plan of eugenics and they are depopulating the world. And it seems like that they are tr they're trying to wipe out people. It seems like they're poisoning people on purpose. It seems like they they made a, a scare with the disease, but in actuality, the poison was their remedy. And as I would would expose this and try to explain it, people would the, the uh, they would get aggravated at me for saying what I said when I'm just a messenger. I'm just exposing the lies and exposing the corruption. So anyway, through that, I've been censored, videos deleted, I've uh, been uh, kicked out of the church that I was at at that time. Um, so, you know, I've been fighting, been battling, but I've had to do a lot of research. So I've learned about a lot about the, uh, the One World Order, the Great Reset. And um, a lot, a lot of different things along those lines. I, for example, I didn't know before two years ago. I didn't know who Klaus Schwab was. Before two years ago, I didn't even know who Doctor Fauci was. I didn't even know that we had a doctor at the the uh in the white house like the in a position like him and so i had to do a lot of digging and especially in the government side of things like what are they doing now i know how the government's supposed to be running but how are they actually running it and i've said for years that you know hillary uh the clintons they're demon possessed we can see it's pretty obvious nancy pelosi's demon possessed are heavily influenced by the devil and on down the line it's there's not a party there's not a split it's a uniparty it's not republican versus democrats it's a uniparty and it's not uh this party against that party it's uh good versus evil 
And it's always been that way. It's always been a spiritual battle, but too many Christians are blinded to that fact and don't even aren't even in the fight. They're not even resisting the devil. They're not even fighting the devil. They're just letting the devil do whatever he wants to do. And that's a huge problem. And God holds us accountable as Christians. And he expects us to fight the devil. And he expects us to win souls. And he expects us to save those, those hurting people from the destruction of the devil. And it's our job to speak truth no matter what. And so what we are running into right now are the lies of the devil. And they've been censoring the truth. And right now, another, we're in phase two. So the lockdowns, COVID was phase one. That was his first scare tactic initiated. And they got a lot of people scared enough to take their bioweapon. And so like in the if you go listen to the podcast, I give you, uh, more details about the child vaccines and the death. So they're causing death through remdesivir, uh, through ventilators, causing death through the vaccines. And they uh, now it's a, 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 since people are catching on to it now, they've changed to another uh, a medicine called Paxlovid. And they're going to try to euthanize people with it. And so the, 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 but the warfare we're in has always been a spiritual battle. And we're at a war now, but it hasn't been kinetic yet. Um, besides this bioweapons attack, and, and they're, they're planning another one. They've got monkeypox, trying to scare people with monkeypox. And the, the, the people mostly at risk so far appears to be gay people. And, but they're trying to scare the masses with it. They've already declared a, a, uh, uh, forget the term exactly, but a global uh, emergency already. Uh, they've already declared monkeypox a global emergency. And they're, with CRT in schools, critical race theory, they are trying. They're indoctrinating kids. If you can take the kids and indoctrinate them with lies and teach them a lie, um, you can wipe out a whole generation. And once you've wiped out a whole generation, as Ronald Reagan mentioned, you can uh, take over the whole country. So it's important for us to teach our kids the truth and teach them the history of, especially. For, foremost, first and foremost, the Bible, God's Word. And as Americans, I'm I'm an American. Um, the history of I'm a, I'm teaching my kids the history of my country and the fact that my country is a Christian country. We were founded and started in Christ. We were separated by ty from tyrants deliberately so that we could be free to worship God in our own way according to our convictions it this country has always been a christian country well the devil is attacking that attacking this country because we are a beacon we are a lighthouse on the jagged rocks of this corruption and cursed world we're here to help people and show people the light but the devil is furious
So he's devising all these plans of destruction and deceit. And a lot of people are falling for it. Right now in the New York Times, that article, a headline out of the New York Times was, Cannibalism has a time and a place. Can you believe that? Cannibalism has a time and a place. And, I mean, I thought abortion was bad enough with over 65 million babies murdered. But on top of that, now they want to cannibalize. And I'm assuming they want to cannibalize their babies, too. Because that's part of the cult. Like I said, it's not a party against the party. It's a God against the devil. It's a spiritual battle. They're in. It's a satanic worship. Um, this, the, this entities that we're fighting, they are satanic, and and once we realize that and approach it in this way with this and it, this aspect, knowing it's satanic, we can actually get something done. But as long as we keep thinking it's uh, this party against that party, these people against these people, black people against white people, or whatever it is, if we keep thinking that, that's the division the devil wants. Um, the Canadian snack foods are made with crickets as the primary ingredients. That's one of the... Uh, the Great Reset's plans is that we all eat bugs. Instead, they're getting their over a hundred food processing plants have burnt to the ground. And I actually heard today from Alex Jones that some of the perpetrators have been caught in certain places around the world. That those people that are burning food processing plants down, there's been over a hundred here in the U.S. That there are people being caught that are doing it. But of course it's on the down low. Uh, they don't want you to know that people are actually setting fires to the food. Or killing the cattle. That's all on the down low. Hush hush. Because they're starving us out. That's why we got to plant gardens. Uh, if you go back to podcast on Victory Gardens. Uh, that explains more of that on what a victory garden is. Um, another tactic of the devil is um, on the, the nuclear family. God ordained family. God created family. And he set up family in a certain way in order for it to work. Um, first is God, Jesus, at the head of the house. Followed by the man, the husband, the father. He's first, then the wife, the mother, she's there second under the husband, and then the children, which are under the mother. And in that order, the family works. But out of that order, it doesn't work. And the devil is attacking that. And like I said, he, he was attacking schools with a critical race theory and and destroying children uh, with confusion uh, gender uh, confusion uh, the Academy of breastfeeding medicine advises hospitals to use the term 
father's milk and lactating person instead of nursing mother because it's more gender inclusive. <clears throat> um, this is all an agenda. This is all a plan by Satan. And once we realize that at the bottom of all of the this craziness, there, there's a rhyme and a reason for it, and it's for the destruction of our families. It's for the destruction of America. It's for the destruction of our countries. It's, it, it's, um, they've devised a plan, and they're carrying out their plan. It may seem that it's chaotic, but that's on purpose. The point is destruction, to destroy the family, destroy the country, destroy our reliance on God. Once that happens, we're no longer a country. And so if they can, they're because <laughs> it's so obvious that, that a man cannot produce milk for a baby to nurse. A man cannot have a baby. It's wicked. They're trying to confuse the young people. They're trying to confuse, excuse me, to confuse children to the point they don't know which way to go. You see the uh, the gender dysphoria. They're um, they trannies, I guess is what you call them. They're men that want to be women or women that want to be men, and they're like. I don't know. There maybe there's a hundred different kinds of genders now. Um, I hadn't figured that out. But according to God's word in Genesis, go back to creation when He created the genders in the first place. There's only two: a male and female. And He created the male first to be the head of the house, and He created the female second. He created the female out of Adam's side to be a helpmeet. But the devil doesn't like that. And he wants to destroy it. That's what this transgender movement is about. That's what the homosexuality movement in this country is about. It's about destroying the family. And too many people that are homosexual have been deceived and tricked by the devil. <clears throat> into following that so-called lifestyle, but it's a sin. And it's a sin that will lead you to hell. All sin separates us from God. One sin separates us from God and sends us to hell. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So if we do it his way, we have life. If we do it the devil's way, we have death. Um, so a lot of these headlines, if you're looking at them at the, through the lens of the Bible, you can see it's satanic. 
the cannibalism that's satanic, uh, trying to claim that men can breastfeed, that's satanic. Um, they're trying to take the, 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 the position of a mother, which is v- the very important, extremely important for raising children and nurturing children, and they're just stomping mothers in the dirt. It's sick. <clears throat> that is satanic. There's so much more going on than this, but I want to get into the scriptures. Enough of that. Enough of those headlines. Let's see what God has to say through the voice of Micah, uh, the Old Testament, a minor prophet, Micah. And I read to you the introduction of Micah. Micah, his name actually means who is like Yahweh. Well, what we'll learn in Micah is that God is a just God. And when he has given us directions, he expects us to follow it. And if we don't follow it, there are consequences to our actions. And then there is a correction. And what we see through um, the majority, if not all, is that when God gives us a direction, he gives us a warning for disobeying, gives us a space to comply, to obey, to repent. And then if the correction is not made, there's judgment, consequences, a correction by him. He steps in and corrects it. But there's always a chance for us to correct it first before that judgment comes. But God, being a just God, always delivers the judgment and justice necessary. So we're going we're gonna to start... We'll read uh, chapter 1 uh, in this podcast, starting with verse 1. The word of the Lord that came to Micah, the Morristite, in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, that's another minor prophet, kings of Judah, which he saw concerning a Samaria, I'm sorry, that was a king, um, contemporary to Micah there, concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Verse 2, Hear all ye people, hearken, O earth, and all that therein is, and let the Lord God be witness against you, the Lord, from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord cometh forth out of his place, and will come down and tread upon the high places of the earth. And the mountain shall be Molten under him, and the valleys shall be cleft as wax before the fire, and as the waters that are poured down a steep place. For the transgression of Jacob is all this, and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? And what are the high places of Judah? Are they not Jerusalem? Therefore I will make Samaria as a heap of the field, and all the plantings of a vineyard. And I will pour down the stones thereof into the valley, and I will discover the foundations thereof. And all the graven images thereof shall be beaten to pieces, and all the hires thereof shall be burned with the fire. And all the idols thereof will I lay desolate, for she gathered it of the hire of a harlot, and they shall return to the hire of a harlot. Therefore I will wail and howl, 
I will go stripped and naked. I will make a wailing like the dragons and mourning as the owls. For her wound is incurable, for it has come unto Judah. He has come unto the gate of my people, even to Jerusalem. Declare ye it not at Gath, weep ye not at all in the house of Ephrah, roll thyself in the dust. Pass ye away, thou inhabitant of Sapphir, having thy shame naked. The inhabitant of Zanon came not forth in the morning of Bethazel, he shall receive of you his standing. For the inhabitant of Moroth waited carefully for good, but evil came down from the Lord unto the gate of Jerusalem. O thou inhabitant of Lachish, bind the chariot to the swift beast. She is the beginning of the sin to the daughter of Zion, for the transgressions of Israel were found in thee. Therefore shalt thou give presents to Morasheth Gath, the houses of Akzib, shall be a lie to the kings of Israel. Yet will I bring an heir unto thee, O inhabitant of Merishah. He shall come unto Adullam, the glory of Israel. Make thee bald, and pull thee for thy delicate children. Enlarge thy baldness as the eagle, for they are gone into captivity from thee. So we see a judgment on Samaria, and a judgment on Judah. In verse 2, he says to listen. O earth and all there is that is in it. And let the Lord God be witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. Now one thing, God is always just. He's always right in his proceedings and his rulings. He's always right in his decrees. So we see in... in this judgment to Samaria, that's verses 2 through 8. We see God coming down and addressing their disobedience. Notice in verse 3, he says, For behold, the Lord comes forth out of his place and will come down and tread upon the high places of the earth. So, first off, you see, you visualize just him coming and stepping down and flattening the mountains and flattening the hills and making them flat, making them lay down so they're not standing up and they don't protrude over anything else at first glance. But remember this, that if you go back to Judges, go back to the Judges and Chronicles and Kings, you could see that the kings and judges over Israel, uh, Jerusalem and Judah, and these kings, you, you'll see a pattern that there would be a king that would come in that would be good and would serve the Lord and please the Lord. And there was peace and quietness on the land. And then you would see a ruler in his time come in that was wicked. 
and selfish and prideful and would serve his own for his own gain and he would enslave the people and make them work to his advantage for his personal gain and profit and what they would always do would always set up idols to foreign gods and these idols they would set up in fashion out of gold and silver and wood uh, they would be made from men man's hands guess where they would set them up at the high places they would always take these wicked kings would take their idols and set them on the highest place in Judah or Jerusalem or Samaria or wherever they were and it's that, that they would put them in place of God so we see God his judgment coming down and stepping on the first place he steps on is the high places crushing their temples and crushing their idols in a previous podcast I spoke on the Georgia Guidestones and I explained in that podcast how they are how the Georgia Guidestones itself was an idol and it was a high place and I spoke of that as well that it was at the the Georgia Guidestones were actually built on the highest place in Elberton County. It was set up as an altar, as a sacrifice, sacrificial altar to Satan. But it's kind of a mystery because no one knows who exactly set it up. There's a rumor that the founder of the Church of Scientology actually. Uh, set it up but what we do know is that it is a sacrifice it is an altar an altar made to Satan Um, in the inscription there's ten guidelines that the one world order hopes to replace the Ten Commandments the very first commandment on this altar is is to keep the population under 500 million that's the very first commandment so the very first commandment on this uh, this altar was encouraging eugenics and we see that i credit god of course we see the georgia guidestones finally there's a lot of people praying a lot of people recognizing that it was satanic and a lot of people praying for the destruction of the Georgia Guidestones and we see that it exploded it appears in the the video the footage of it that it was a lightning that struck it and it blew up Uh, some people are saying someone's put a bomb on it but it doesn't look like a bomb to me you can uh, watch my video on rumble uh, about the Georgia Guidestones, you see the footage. Excuse me. It looks like lightning. There's a a a street light, and the street light surges, flares up just before the stone explodes. Um, but that's 
we are a Christian country, and we were, as a country, dedicated this country to God, and we are titled a Christian nation. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. But the devil is trying to destroy that. Well, God's judgment on people that don't repent and that set up idols on high places is that he is going to tear them down himself. And he says that he is going to flatten it. He's going to tread upon the high places of the earth. And the mountains shall be molten under him, melted down, and the valleys shall be cleft as wax before the fire. And as the waters that are poured down a steep place. In his presence, even the, the earth, the terrain, just melts in front of him. All form or proudness is just washed away. Because of, verse 5 says, Because of the transgressions of Jacob is all this, and for the sins of the house of Israel. Excuse me. He says, For the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? What are the high places of Judah? Are they not Jerusalem? Therefore I will make Samaria as a heap of the field and as the plantings of a vineyard. I will pour down the stones thereof into the valley and I will discover the foundations thereof. Verse 7. And all the graven images thereof shall be beaten into pieces and all the hires thereof shall be burned with fire and all the idols thereof will I lay desolate. For she gathered it of the hires of a harlot, and they shall return to the hire of a harlot. Here he's depicting the temples. In verse 7, he's tearing down the images and beating them into pieces. And that is like the Georgia Guidestones torn down off its high place. And just like every idol in this country should be torn down and destroyed, God said this is what he was doing because of his people and their disobedience. And he went to the temple, which was, had graven images. That's one of God's Ten Commandments, is not to make any graven images. And he tears them to pieces, and he destroys the temple. Now the temples, they had prostitutes. That's the harlots here. They were temple prostitutes. And as you worship these graven images and homage to them, you had uh, prostitutes for your pleasure there in the temple. But God says he was going to destroy it and split it up and tear it down. God does not tolerate sin and wickedness. He doesn't tolerate Satan worship. And neither should we. Uh, that brings me to speaking of the Satan worship. Uh, Stu Peters has been calling out the Child Protective Services. And he's been doing a good job. And because of his exposure, he's been able to help families uh, to... He's helped families be reunited with their children that were taken away 
because of the child protective services in in the u.s and the documentary is coming out soon um i think monday or tuesday called these little ones and it exposes the child sex trafficking that our government uh funds and probably orchestrates in this country so i'm i'm looking forward to watch that documentary and the exposure and help expose this wickedness uh there are children that are trafficked and this is part of this corrupt government that we have now um and God, God does not agree with that, and God does not accept that. This abortion is part of this child sex trafficking, and it's part of, like I said, it's satanic, and it's it's Satan worship. These abortions are Satan worship. This child sex trafficking is Satan worship. There's been a battle between God and Satan since. Satan was cast out of heaven. And the war is raging. And so I encourage you to step up because we're on one of two sides. We're not in the middle. And our complacency actually helps the enemy. And we don't want to help the enemy. We want to resist him. We want to trust God. In trusting God and resisting the devil, the devil flees. But if we sit in a pew and just warm it and do nothing and take no action, the devil's plans are carried out and we were complicit. God will step in, and in some cases he already has, but in other cases he expects his people that are called by his name, Christians, after we have repented of our sins, to stand up, to be bold, to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We are to... Uh, stand up against the devil and fight for children fight for these innocent kids that are being trafficked we're to fight for kids in school that are being indoctrinated we are to fight for those that are are being taken taken advantage of those that are homeless those that are in need you know james says that pure religion and undefiled before god is this to help the fatherless and the widow in their time of need and to be unspotted from this world that's pure religion relationship with jesus shows compassion to the needy and that's what we are supposed to do
excuse me. So we're supposed to to carry out his plan, his will, and if we're in Christ, that means we have compassion on people. And we understand the battle is a spiritual battle. And it's one that we can win in Christ. I like, um, and I'm going to keep quoting them, John Adams, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, and in one of his propositions, as he was explaining the critical points of their free of declaring our freedom he made a statement he said uh follow me in christ or get out of my way and that's what i that's the problem that we christians have a problem with that is we 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 tend to step out of the way or we st- we tend to think being meek is being weak, which is a lie. Jesus flipped tables, and he did it on multiple occasions in the temple and flipped the tables because they were taking advantage of his people and taking advantage of offerings. It was supposed to be tithes and offerings to God, and yet they were making a profit making money off the offerings and tithes, taking advantage of the people that were coming and showing penance towards God in the temple. The attitude of follow me in Christ or get out of my way, that's the attitude we need. When God tells us to do something, we need to do it. When he tells us to be bold, we need to be bold. When he tells us to fear not, we need to fear not. You know, he says God's word, fear not, is uh, mentioned 365 times, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that means that we're not to be afraid every day. Not a single day in the whole year should we be afraid. Because God is in control. Now, he's going to hold us accountable, and that's what we're going to see. We're going to go through the book of Micah here uh, in the next few podcasts. And we see here that God will deliver judgment. So we need to be obedient to what he tells us to do. And that's what we'll see. But the very first thing is that in in following Christ, we need to tear down the high places. We need to destroy the idols. And we need to resist the devil and his satanic rituals, ceremonies. You know, Ephesians 6, as I already mentioned this, but It's spiritual wickedness in high places. The government here in this country is a high place. So it needs to be torn down and it needs to be destroyed. It's wicked. It's corrupt. The people of the United States of America are a Christian people. So we need to get on our knees and we need to repent. 
turn from our wicked ways and turn to Jesus. So to close us out, I want to close in prayer. I hope that uh, you'll share this with others. And as we go through the book of Micah, we'll see the need to do it God's way. And in obedience to his will and his way. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to take your word and to expound on it. I pray that we would humble ourselves before you and receive your word, what you have for us, what you have to say. Help us to put your word before anything else. Help us to uh, apply it to our lives and so that we can help others. Uh, we are being attacked by all fronts. And the, the, the single person behind it is Satan. He's wicked. And he wants to destroy everything that is good. And you created us in your image. And he despises that fact. Help us to be strong, be courageous as soldiers of the cross. Help us to step up and fight and defend what you've called us to defend. Help us to fight for what you've called us to fight for. Help us to be meek, not weak. Help us to be vocal and not silent like the devil wants us to be. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.